What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Couch Podcast. In today's episode, to begin, Zwick and Jordan are going to talk about NFL-related topics. They're going to be previewing the upcoming week. It's not a great week, but it's going to be a fun preview. Zwick and Jordan are also going to react to Zwick's power rankings. Um, he ranked the top 10 t- teams in the NFL going into this week. And then I'm going to run through a little solo just covering the upcoming college football slate because we have a great slate this Saturday. And Butsy was going to come on, but he's out there celebrating with his dad, and I wanted to get this done a, a little bit earlier, so I'm just going to go solo on this one. But yeah, a lot of fun for this episode, and without further ado, here is Zwick and Jordan. Welcome back to the couch, everyone. I'm here with Zwick and Butsy. We are going to give you guys a little NFL Week 5 preview. We're going to do Zwick's power rankings, and we might do a little uh, Thursday Night Football recap of the Commanders and Bears game. Bears got on the board. Um, Zwick. Let's dive in to the top 10 power rankings. Start with the uh, honorable mentions, if you wouldn't mind. The honorable mentions, I have the Texans. Oh. Surprise. Um, the Vikings are getting up there. I'm not ready to put them in the top 10 just yet. And the Jets. I have okay. those three. And the Patriots. I should have mentioned them too, even though they got whomped. Anyway, all right. Jumping in. Number 10, Chargers. It hurt me to put him there, but I I have to give it to him. Number nine, Lions. Eight, Seahawks. Seven, Browns. Six, Ravens. Five, Eagles. Four, Chiefs. Three, Bills. Two, Cowboys. One, 49ers. And I just realized I forgot the Dolphins, so I'm going to sneak in the Dolphins between the Eagles and Ravens. So at six. So sorry, the the Chargers getting pushed out. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, the fourth and one on uh, their own 30-yard line hasn't worked yet, um, the QB sneak. but uh, It's actually worked twice. They've, they've, they've won both games. Yeah, but they haven't gotten it either time, so I don't, I don't know. Hey, Staley, Staley's <laughs> got a method behind his madness. Yeah, they're doing it to not get it so they can win in some other way. Uh, Butsy, do you have any issues with Zwick's list? I mean, the fact that the Patriots are even in consideration – I was going to say that too. I was going to say that too. I think it's criminal. I think they're a bottom 10 team in the league. I feel like there's a lot of bad teams this year. Like the Patriots are one of them. Like the Bengals are bad. The the whole NFC South is bad. The Steelers are bad. The Broncos suck. The Vikings are like the Jaguars haven't really impressed. Like there's a lot of really good teams that have disappointed a lot. Are I guess the Patriots I'll... a good team that disappointed. Is that what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> I mean, like first two weeks, if you want to put them in your honorable mention after the first two weeks, even though they were 0-2, like sure. They went toe-to-toe with two of the best teams in the league. Week three, disappointing win over the Jets, and then week four get absolutely fucking smacked by a good team or a pretty damn good team, probably a great team actually. Um, but the the fashion in which the Patriots lost in week for um made me want to start Bailey Zappi for the rest of the season uh made me firmly believe that Mac Jones is not the guy and that um we also suffered two major injuries Judon don't know what his status is I don't know is he okay because I know Christian Gonzalez is out for the year is Judon all right I don't know I have no idea we gotta look that up but then we bring in JC Jackson who we absolutely flamed on this podcast for about (laughs) two straight weeks uh especially week one where he wasn't able to guard Tyreek Hill and just gave up after plays, after the catch. So um, I think the Patriots are in an, abs- an absolute dumpster fire at the moment. But moving on to the actual list, um, 
I don't have any qualms with it. I think the Seahawks, deservingly, are in the top 10. They've had a few really impressive wins. Um, they absolutely shut down the Giants. Whether you want to put that to the Giants not having an O-line or Daniel Jones making too many mistakes or, or both. But I thought the Seahawks played great. I thought um, that their win over the Lions was really impressive in overtime a couple weeks ago. So I, I think they firmly uh, should be in the top 10. And, and at top up top, I don't really have a problem with the power rankings. I think they're all pretty good. Yeah, Niners definitely deserve to be number one. Who was two? Was it the Cowboys? Cowboys, yeah. Cowboys, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, the Cowboys' red zone struggles, I think, is a real thing. I think their offensive play calling might not be where it should be to be in the top two. Um, but then again, like, the Bills have issues. The Chiefs. This is the first week that I've looked at the Chiefs and said that they actually have real issues. Mahomes obviously played terrible. Um, that's not going to continue. That was probably the worst game of Mahomes' career. He got outplayed by Zach Wilson. But I think they like their receiving core is actually an issue, and I didn't think it would be because it never has been. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine. I, I usually uh, would argue for the Chiefs to be number one, but I'm fine with them where you have them. And would you have the Bills three? I would consider the Bills at two. I think they're the best team in the AFC right now. I, I think power rankings-wise, I would have the Bills at two. Um, yeah. But, like, that still doesn't mean I think they're going to, you know, come out of the AFC. The Seahawks, I don't know. I, I haven't watched a lot of Seahawks, to be honest. Are they really better than – They're good. They are. They're really... They are really they – are, they are good. I think they're on a similar trajectory to last year. Yeah. Where they make the, where they make the playoffs and then lose to a top seed. Like, I think that's very much realistic for them this year. I mean, they could get a top seed. Honestly, I'm looking at their schedule. They're not – it's not too Evan crazy. Evan Witherspoon is a monster. Big night on Friday night. Um, yeah. Jamal Adams is back. I know he lasted nine plays, but hopefully he'll be back again soon. Yeah. Um, where did you have the uh, – uh, actually, why are the Vikings an honorable mention? What What's good about the Vikings? I, I really there, – there's, like, almost nothing good about the Vikings. <laughs> but, like, I just don't know who else is worse. Like, yeah, Packers are better, right? I don't know. Like, like I guess record-wise, yes, but they look bad against the Lions. Like, real bad. Yeah. Jaguars should be honorable mention as well. But, like, the bank – like, I want to put the Bengals, but I literally can't. Like, they're so yeah. good right now that I can't even put them as an honorable mention. Like, I think they would lose to almost any team in the league right now. Can we can we redo the Joe Burrow discussion? Because it's been some time now since we've last done it. Yeah. Have you changed your stance on if he should sit out or not? No, I think he should absolutely be sitting out. Like, there's, there's, there's no point in him playing football right now if he looks that bad. Like, I don't even think he's better than our backup would be, like, right now. Like, you guys remember A.J. McCarron? Yeah. That's oh, from Bama? Yeah. So yeah. I don't even know if Joe Burrow, current Joe Burrow, is better than him right now. So I want him to sit, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I guess we're just going to ride it out, and see what happens. I, I I think him playing is the absolute worst thing that could happen for the Bengals right now. I mean, we've seen him through two weeks and see what he's how he's been playing on that hurt calf, and it's not getting better. It's not like I feel like by playing each week, it just kind of resets any progress that he makes throughout the week. So, Swick, why don't you uh, why don't you give us your proposition that you sent in the group chat a couple days ago about the Burrow sitting out situation? Because I actually really like it. I actually think that this could, yeah, possibly, right the ship. 
I know you have you have a couple of tough games and a bye, but or uh, sorry, a couple of easy games and a bye. So why yeah. don't you uh, give us your spiel on, on what you think should so, happen? Next? I think, I think really that nice. they should. So we have Arizona and Seattle, right? Two not super easy games. You know, the Cardinals have looked way better than we thought they were. But I think they can go one and one in those games without Joe. So I'm thinking sit Joe Burrow these two games. Then we have a bye. That's three weeks of rest. Hopefully we can be like maybe best case scenario, three and three, realistically two and four coming out of the bye. And then we have 49ers and Bills back to back weeks. So we're absolutely not winning those games without a healthy Joe Burrow. So I think if there's any ever going to be a time to turn this around, it has to be now. I know that it's already, this is, you know, this proposition is already not going to happen because they've already came out and say that Joe will play this week against the Cardinals. But like, yeah, Burrow, Burrow's also not doing himself any favors because he came out and said it's not affecting the way he throws. Like all he said was it affects how he escapes tackles and like maybe he doesn't ex- extend plays as much. You can see yeah. that he can't plant off his back foot. Like he can't yeah. even, he he really can't get the same type of power into his throwing motion. And obviously, yeah, he can't run or escape or create anything um, outside of the pocket. So I, I think he should absolutely be sitting. Um, all right, let's talk a little uh, Commander's Bears recap. It was actually... A uh, surprisingly fun game for a little bit there. For the majority of it, I thought it was fun. Very fun. Um, the Bears were up big for the first time this season. I think second time. Did, second time. time. Did this? Did this? Uh, sway any of you on on Justin Fields and all the pushback that he's been getting? Um, I think a little bit. I think I, I just think DJ Moore is is really really goddamn good. Um, but we knew that he was really good, so that's why when they signed DJ Moore, everyone was really excited in 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 Chicago and across the league for Justin Fields to finally uh, to finally prove that he can make uh, excuse me that passing leap with an elite wide receiver. But he hasn't been touching the ball for the through the first four weeks, um, and to finally see him get involved in the passing game and, and Justin Fields hitting him, it was it was a Definitely a very positive sight for Bears fans. Do I still think that they have so many issues that they won't be a good team this year? Yes. Like, I still think they will be a bottom five team in the league. But this game at least gives you some kind of hope, uh, especially after last week, too, where Justin Fields played really, really well. He's played really, really well for two weeks in a row now. I think he had his first game with over 300 passing yards last week. And then last night, obviously, played very well. Uh, the only real mistake that I can think about that he made against the Broncos last week was uh, the fumble that got returned for a touchdown. But besides that, he played a damn good game. He played a damn good game last night. So I think Chicago fans have a little bit of hope. Uh, I don't think this is their year, but like going forward, I think you feel a, lot, a little more confident about Justin Fields. And it, it, it might, you know, if they could somehow win four games, like I don't think they'll get the number one pick in the draft. But they also still have Carolina's pick, which could turn into the number one overall pick. So Justin Fields has to prove himself the rest of this year for them to try and not go get Caleb Williams. Zwick, did you think the play calling was any different or any better last night? Or were I the commanders it, just I not thought it actually well? was better. The, I mean, on the flip side, the commanders' defense is, you know, their secondary is very poor. Emmanuel Forbes, their first-round pick, has looked 
very disappointing back-to-back weeks getting torched by AJ Brown and DJ Moore. And that's not a hard, or that's not an easy assignment to do as a rookie corner who weighs like 175 pounds. I think he's really, really small. So I give him some leeway there, but it hasn't looked great for him so far. But I thought the the Bears play calling looked a lot better. They, you know, actually designed runs for Justin Fields, which is his, you know, best quality right now. And, you know, it opened up the pass and DJ Moore was open all night and it worked. So, I mean, if they can build off this, um, let's see who they have next week. They have the the Vikings next week. So that's, you know, maybe a winnable game. It's in Chicago. Um, But I don't know. This game, I'm still not really moved on Justin Fields. Maybe if he strings together like four or five of these games in a row, then we can have a different conversation. But, you know, him, him doing this versus the Commanders and the Broncos in only two games is not really moving me right now. Yeah, also still a pretty bad completion completion percentage with 15 for 29, threw for 280 and four touchdowns, which is awesome. Um, and he also ran 11 times for 57 yards. So I agree the play calling was much better. Obviously, DJ Moore was separating more than he has um, up till this point, and Fields was finding him. And I, I agree. I think the play calling was better too. But yeah, I'm, I'm still with you. I need to see more. I was never fully like out on Fields. So like people were calling him a, you know, bottom – Four, four or five quarterback in the league or the worst quarterback in the league. And I was never there. Um, go back, check my QB tiers. I never had him bottom tier. But yeah, I, I just, I, I think I need to see more before, you know, I start going back to Fields is going to be this franchise QB that you can't get rid of. So um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The last, last night, the Bears were up 27 3 at one point in the game, I think. Yeah. And uh, second half commanders made a surge and they looked like they were, you know, building something there, a couple stops, a couple touchdowns. And then slide misses that field goal. After that missed field goal, the game was pretty much chalked. Like at that point it was over. If slide makes that field goal, there was five minutes left. and would have been a one score game. I think around five minutes left would have been a one score game after that. Do the commanders win that game? If he makes that field goal. Because yeah. I think I think they I think they could I think they could I mean, have easily won was, that game. What was it? Thirty to it would have been thirty to twenty three if he made that. Yeah. And the Bears would have got the ball. I mean, the Bears were just moving the ball up and down the field, weren't they? Like it, there was not in the second not in the second half. In the first half, they moved it yeah. at will. But the second half, it was. I thought the Commanders absolutely dominated the second half. Um, Howell but, went nuts. Went absolutely nuts. In the second half, he was he was unbelievable. I. Do still like the commanders. I actually think they're pretty good. I th- could see them being an honorable mention team actually going forward. I know they're what they're two and three now, yeah, yeah. but their losses aren't terrible. Um, you know, they lost to Philadelphia last week on a last minute kick, um, I in overtime. So I think that the commanders are, are, are okay. I still think they're a pretty good football team, but I, I think they would have won last night if. They had, you know, if Chicago got the ball in a one-score game of five minutes left, Chicago did not have anything going in the second half, especially with Khalil Herbert going down uh, with that ankle injury. The run game kind of, you know, stopped working. Um, and DJ Moore was a little quieter in the second half until he broke off that huge play where the commander's player tried to gamble um, yeah. on that third and two. So I thought the commanders dominated that second half. If if Sly makes that field goal, it's a one-score game of five minutes left. 
I, I do believe that the commanders would have gotten the ball back and had a chance to tie the game. Yeah. And then maybe you don't make that gamble if it's a one score game rather than right. two. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, a little bit of a preview for week five. The game of the week is going to be Cowboys Niners, the top two teams on Zwick's power rankings. Zwick, we can start with you. Who do you got? Yeah, this game is going to be awesome. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, I I do have the 49ers, though. I just think that Dak has not looked good in these big situations, especially prime time in Santa Clara. Um, I just this 49ers defense is so good and so suffering. And the Cowboys defense has not looked. I mean, they, I know they held Mac Jones to three points last week, but the, the Trayvon Diggs-less Cowboys defense has not looked amazing. But I think this will be a one-score game. I think it's going to be really, really fun. But I do have the 49ers in this one. Yeah, Mac Jones is also, like, throwing the ball right at the Cowboys. So it was yeah. probably not the best, like, barometer of how good the Cowboys played. It's more just Mac Jones giving them the ball a lot. Um, I like the Niners, too. I, I think Diggs is a big loss for Dallas. And the Niners have just looked like a well-oiled machine. Um, their biggest question mark is Purdy, and Purdy has answered every question basically thus far. So this is obviously the biggest test. But I think the way Shanahan designs plays and with how many playmakers they have, he doesn't have too difficult of a job. Um, the only, like, like Parsons could wreck this game for Purdy, and the the Cowboys do have a good enough defense that they could or they probably should make it really tough on him and will make it really tough on him. But I just don't see them being able to score enough. I, I think I would go like Niners to to go like 24, Cowboys like 20, something like that. Butsy, where are you at? Yeah, I think the Niners, I think it would be dumb to not take the Niners. I think, I mean, the Cowboys had a really impressive win against a pretty shitty Patriots team last week. Um, Jordan, you said this earlier when we were doing the power rankings, their red zone struggles are, are real. Um, I understand that the Patriots defense isn't great, but I think they had like three red zone drives that ended in field goals. Um, it was, they were not great in the red zone. And if you're going to want to beat a team like the Niners who look pretty much unstoppable on offense, you're going to need to score touchdowns in the red zone. And they haven't been able to do that so far. I think the Niners offense just looks too unstoppable right now. Like I, I understand the Cowboys defense is good, but it, it's kind of like I don't really know how you stop the Niners. Like, if you want to take away the run, fine. You're going to have to deal with um, Ayuk, who just seems to get open downfield every time, or Debo Samuel, who didn't even catch a pass last week, and their offense still looked unbelievable. Uh, George Kittle in the seam as well. So, I don't know. I, I I think the Niners win this game. I think they win it probably by a touchdown too. Um, I don't think the Cowboys will be able to score enough points. I also think this is a big game for Dak. Like, this is a big Dak Prescott game. If he comes out and he's mediocre and they lose by a touchdown or, or two scores, like, then he's – I don't know. I, then I think he drops the tier, Jordan, from game manager plus to just game manager. Like, Dak, what has I, – I don't know. Dak just hasn't – you know, I'm a Dak hater. But, like, <laughs> he hasn't done enough for me to be like, yeah, he's an elite QB. Yeah. Like, I I don't think he is. I I feel like he should be, and he just hasn't – gone out and done enough to show me that he is and maybe you know Sunday nights is coming out party as, as an elite QB and he can 
you know, ride that momentum and, and not make mistakes and just and make plays. Like he, like we said, like game managers, they rely on the defense and they don't make mistakes. At some point, if you're going to want to win a Super Bowl, which is what we're realistically talking about for the Cowboys, your QB needs to do more than just rely on defense and not make mistakes. Like that was Jimmy G um, a few years back against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And look what happened. So to me, the I, I just think he needs to do more. <clears throat> the difference is to me, Jimmy G actually did make mistakes and they, it wasn't always like pick sixes or like loud mistakes, but he, Jimmy G missed a lot of throws. Dak is accurate. He's always on time. Um, excuse me. And also I, the issue I have with you saying that especially is that you're a Purdy believer and Purdy is like exactly relying on the defense and his weapons and the play calling, and he's just not making mistakes. So I think those guys, I mean, I, I think Dak's better than Purdy, but I mean, I don't think Dak is elite, but to to say Dak is like relying on defense, but Purdy should be moving up the tiers. I don't know. It's just a little contradictory now. I think Purdy does. Like, I do think Purdy does more. I think he makes more really? plays than Really? I disagree. I think he makes more plays yeah. than Dak does. I, I disagree. I, do. I, I think, think he makes more I think plays Purdy, than Dak does. I think Purdy throws on the first read probably like 60% of the time. And he also throws to guys who are very open. So Dak does not have even close to as good of a scheme. Um, Mike McCarthy is obviously he's like a solid play caller, but he's not Kyle Shanahan. So. I don't know. I think it's different. We can do that uh that full debate on the QB tiers. Um let's see. Actually, Zwick, where are you at with Dak? Do you like do you like Dak still? I I like Dak, but I recognize that you know, this past four games and all of last year he's not been very impressive at all. Um he has a touchdown interception ratio of 4 to 1 this year in four games. So that's not really moving me, but it's not horrible. I like him, and I think he will absolutely lead the Cowboys to like a, you know, 14, 13 win season and then maybe lose in dramatic fashion in the playoffs because, you know, that kind of happens every year. He just hasn't really been able to deliver in big moments. Um, I would like to see it happen, but I haven't seen it yet. So I can't really say that it will happen. But I just think that the 49ers are just so much better, you know, on both yeah. sides of the ball. Christian McCaffrey is, you know, unstoppable right now. Agreed. Absolute like like last piece of the puzzle for them was was getting McCaffrey. It could not be any better of a fit. Uh another amazing game is in London at 9 30 on Sunday, Jacksonville Buffalo. Uh Buffalo minus five and a half. Zwick. Do you like Buffalo here? I like the Bills, yeah. Josh Allen is playing like the best quarterback in the league right now. I mean, the Bills are firing on all cylinders. I'm not sure if Von Miller is coming back for this game. I know that... I think he's supposed to. I know that they just lost Tredavious White, and Von Miller will probably either be back this week or next week. So it hurts to lose Tredavious White, but Von Miller is still really good pass rusher, and... The Bills offense just looks so good right now. And I just think they're a lot better team than the Jags. Yeah. Butsy, what do you think? I think the Bills win. Um I I still not I'm still not impressed by the Jaguars. I know they beat up on Atlanta last week, but I don't think Atlanta's that good at all. Um 
I really do think the Bills' defense was underrated coming into that Dolphins game last week, and they really yeah. proved that they're actually a really legit group. Um, I, I think if they don't have that, you know, hiccup week one against the Jets, like, we might have them as, you know, no doubt, undoubtedly the second-best team in the league. Like, ever since that week one hiccup, they've been playing unbelievably, and they just shut down an offense who put up 70 points the week before. So I expect the Bills' defense to still play great, and their offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. Diggs is unbelievable. Josh Allen is using his legs appropriately. I don't think he did too much. You know, we always talk about Josh Allen doing too much with his legs. I don't think he did that on Sunday against the uh, Dolphins. So going forward, I want to see more of that out of Josh Allen. Uh, obviously, Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs are incredible weapons. and Kincaid and Knox, that duo is lethal. So I think the Bills take care of business easily. Yeah, their offense looks unstoppable, and Jacksonville's defense has been extremely, extremely questionable. Their offense has been sputtering, but I, I expect Jacksonville's offense to bounce back, but I, I just don't see any way they hold the Bills to, like, under 28 this week. So I'm I'm with you both. Um, let's get one more game in here. I'm actually interested to watch Philly v- play the Rams. Philly has looked questionable like a questionable four and oh they haven't had impressive wins and then the rams are two and two but they kind of beat up on the seahawks week one barely lost to the niners by a touchdown that game could have gone either way then they kind of put up a stinker against the Bengals, lost by three 19 to 16 and then this last week they beat the colts who are a really good football team beat them 29 23 so i think this is kind of like an upset alert for me i'm not gonna pick the rams but this this is kind of like a you know I'm not gonna be surprised if if they pull this off. They're at home, um, and Philly hasn't looked super convincing. Zwick, do you think uh, Rams can pull this off? Yeah, um, you're not picking the Rams, but I am. I really like the Rams. Rams plus four this week. Um, might have to put my reputation on that. Because oh, okay, I like it. <laughs> the Eagles secondary has not looked great. And Cooper Cup is coming back this week. Puka Nakua is, you know, like better than Jerry Rice already. <laughs> and the Rams just look good. I mean, they're they're overachieving on defense. Um, you know, they have a defense of basically JV players and Aaron Donald, and they've still managed to somehow get it done. So I think that two and two doesn't do them justice for how good of a football team they are, especially for how well coached they are. And I think this is gonna be an awesome game and really close and i like the rams i they're at home philly has obviously you know philly's 4-0 but you know they haven't looked very convincing they haven't really had a big blowout win that we've expected them to have this year so i like the rams matthew stafford looks a lot better this year than i thought he would and i don't know something about him they're like they're just coached so well sean mcveigh is a genius and rams plus four i think i think i'm gonna ride the Rams plus four. I, I really like that. The Eagles so far have gone 25 to 20 over the Pats, 34 to 28 over the Vikings, 25 to 11 over the Bucks, and 34 31 in the overtime game against the Commanders last week. Almost lost that game to the Commanders. Um, I think they got the ball first in overtime and, and scored. Is that right? No, the Terry McLaurin had a very questionable catch. Oh, yeah. You're right. In overtime. Still not sure if he caught that or not, but yeah. Um, okay. Either way, barely beat the commanders. Butsy, are you with us? Are you liking the Rams? Yeah, I, I do like the Rams a lot. And like, I, I know I say this a lot, like I've said this a couple times about the Rams, but like, rem- let's, let's remember the Rams were in that game against the 49ers for the majority of the game, like pretty much the whole way through. 
Um, if who was it? Uh, the running back. Kyron uh, yeah. If Kyron Williams doesn't drop that pass that gets intercepted, that could be a different outcome. Like, I I think they had a few bad turnovers that that held held them back from possibly winning that game. I think they're playing really good football right now. Like you guys said, two and two does not do them justice. Um, I think the Rams plus four is a really good bet here. I am worried that Philly's going to come alive at some point. Um, but so far, there's no evidence that, that that gives me, like, I'm not very confident that they will come alive and just smack a team. Their defense is not as great as it was last year. Their offense is still really solid. Uh, A.J. Brown had his coming out party last week, finally, which was good to see. Um, after, you know, there was, some, there was some debate about him not getting the ball or whatnot. Um, but I think that the Eagles defense is is not up to snuff uh, to the to the level that they played last year. I think the Rams will be able to score points. What's this over? What is this over? It's kind of like it this is over. fifty. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm a little hesitant to take that over, but I think it's a good line. Like I think it will be a very high scoring game, um, back and forth. I think it's gonna be a really really exciting game to watch. Uh, but I I do think taking the points here is not a bad idea at all. Yeah. I totally agree. And Rams at home is hopefully that does something. I don't know. The LA teams seem to not have great fan bases, but um, let's go. Zwick. So Zwick's given us the Rams as his pick. I'm going to give out a pick, Butsy, give out a pick while I give mine. Oh man. Um, I haven't looked at the board yet. And then we can wrap it because oh, he's got to get out of man, here. I haven't looked at the board. I got to look at the board. <laughs> uh, um, I'm taking. Yeah. Go ahead. Zwick. I was just going to say while he's looking at that, if the Bengals lose, it is over this week. I'm all the way out <laughs> if they lose. And I may or may not find a way to bring myself back in by next week's episode. But right now, if they lose, it's over. Well, what, what does that mean? It's over. What does that mean? You're all the way out. Like you're you're transferring fandoms. You're finding a new team to root for this year or what? No, just it's over for this year. <laughs> I mean, it'd be one and four in their next three games are Seattle, San Francisco, and Buffalo. Yeah. And yeah. So that's, I mean, it, it might be over already, to be honest. It might, like, it might already be over. <laughs> if right Burrow, now, I'm all the way in. If Burrow's not getting healthy, like, it's over. I'm sorry. They, like, he, yeah. He's not going to take him anywhere playing like this. But uh, I'm going to get my homer pick bet. And the Patriots, as a pick em at home against the Saints, is a hammer. Jordan Dyer, guarantee this is a lock. I don't care that Gonzalez is out. Judon's not playing this game either. I literally don't care. JC Jackson is back home where he belongs. Belichick's turning him around. He got him the contract. He's going to turn him around. He's going to turn him back into the player he was a couple years ago. Um, So I I have hope there and faith there. I also think the Saints stink. I don't think the Saints have shown me anything. Um, Their defense, people like their defense. I think they have an overrated defense and their offense is just as bad as the Patriots. Big Mac Jones bounce back week. Billy O, Mac Jones dialing it up this week. I I think the Pats win this um, in their in control all game. I'm not going to say it's a blowout, but I think opening drive touchdown and never look back. Pats in a pick Butsy. Opening drive touchdown. That's yep. rare. I mean, we'll probably we'll probably defer if we win the toss. So <laughs> that goes that that whole theory just goes out the window. Um wow. Oh, I hate this, but I love it. Give me the Miami minus 12 and a half against the Giants. Ooh, I kind of like it. The like Giants it. are awful. 
Yeah. I Miami's offense could not have looked worse last week. Um the Giants also are just really bad. Like they're they're just a very, very poor football team. Um their offensive line is is Swiss cheese. I think Saquon's going back for this game. I don't really think it's gonna matter. I think Miami's offense will be too much for this Giants secondary. I I think Miami's just gonna put up probably forty points. I, I think Miami's just gonna score every time they touch it. So yeah, I give me Miami minus twelve and a half. I was I think the Giants play. suck, and I think Miami needs a bounce back, really in a big way too. Zwick, is is this Daniel Jones's fault at all? Because I don't I don't think it is. <sighs> I, it's not, but you'd like to see your one hundred sixty million quarterback yeah. do a little bit more than what he did on Monday. I mean, that was just horrific. I know he was getting you know. The Seahawks pass rush was having their way all night, but that was just sad. Like you, like it hurt me to watch, like Daniel Jones <laughs> on his life the entire time. Like he just looked yeah. so like poor. And did he get know. sacked ten times? Was that was that the? It was eleven. <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah, embarrassing. It was, it was that that yeah, so it was bad. So wait, yeah. what's your what's your opinion on this? Uh... Is it Lorenzo Neal? Not Lorenzo Neal. Evan um, Neal. Evan Neal. Yeah. Is it is that his son? Because that would make sense. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. anyways, anyways, anyways. Um. So Evan Neal. His comments said, "Yeah, his comments about uh, you know, whoever's making these comments about me, uh, what do they do for a living? Flip burgers and 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 <laughs> whatever, do fries or whatever. Flip burgers at Burger King, something like that. Um." And did you see the rant from the one Giants fan? I did. I did see that. I like I kind of see where he's coming from because he's right. The the fans deserve a lot better than this. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but Evan Neal literally blocked Darren Waller on one play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he thinks Darren Waller plays defense for the Seahawks or if he's just really bad at football, or maybe it's both. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of see where he's coming from because at one point the the fans deserve a lot better, but at the same time, it's like it's not it's kind of like unloyal almost to like boo your team. Like that's just like I don't know. But like you can't really say that when you do give up 10 plus sacks in a game. And obviously Evan Neal hasn't really lived up to his first round draft grade, but I I don't think Evan Neal has much room to talk, even yeah. though he is a player. You just shouldn't be talking. Like, yeah, just li- accept the hate. Like, no matter if you hate, if you don't like it or not, obviously you're not going to like people, you know, shitting on you. And if you think that's disloyal, that's fine. But shut up because it's not your time to talk right now. Like, you just, you have to play better before you can say anything. And then you can come back and be like, where are all the haters now? After you start playing good. But when you give up 10 or 11 sacks and you're and it's not the first time that like a pass rush has been the reason you've lost. Like they lost 40 to nothing to the Cowboys in week one for the exact same reason. Cause there was no time to throw. Um, yeah. You just can't talk. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any debate about that. And I'm sure like the, the people in the giants organization are, are probably telling him the same stuff and all his coaches too. So I, I don't, I don't see um, a bright future for the giants. By the way, I think all of us missed on the Giants this year. I think we all had them having at least a decent year. They are terrible. Daniel Jones' regression is upon us. 
Yeah, I I think them losing Saquon too hurts a lot. Like that's their entire offense. I think Jordan, you've said this a couple times. Like, I don't think any team relies on their offensive production through one guy as much as the Giants do with Saquon. Like, you could probably remove a few pieces from every offense in the league, and they find ways to make up for it. Or even if they dig the, you know, you know, slack a little bit, they'll find way. Like, it won't be as significant as the Giants losing Saquon. So um, that's my only concern with my bet on the Dolphins. But the Giants are not good. Daniel Jones has not been good at all. I think, you know, we were all like, why the fuck is he getting this big contract? The Giants have one year where they make the playoffs and, and they're ready to give him the bag. And I think it, we all thought it was a bad move at the time. And I think it's panning out to be not a great move. I don't think he's your franchise guy going forward. Um, obviously, he does need some protection. Taking 11 sacks in a game is, is unheard of. But I, I think the Giants are trending in a bad, bad direction. Yeah, they also – they could have franchise tagged him and, like, played it out, and they ended yeah. up franchise tagging Saquon and making him pissed off. And, it like, I don't know if it's just to prove a point that, like, you don't really need to pay running backs. Um, But, it, yeah, that – I think They need to pay bad, Saquon. It was a bad move, like, because now you have Daniel Jones under contract no matter what happens. So, right. yeah. It, all right. We only have a minute left in the Zoom. Zwick's probably going to skip his class, so we are going to – Class. <laughs> nice. We are, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. And uh, they're going to have college up next for you. All right. <clears throat> we're here to talk about some college football. A lot of good games this weekend. I'm very, very excited. Uh, the first game that I really want to talk about is the 119th game of the annual Red River Showdown between number 12, Oklahoma, versus number 3, Texas, the fake UT. Both these teams are 5-0. and This game is always a ton of fun. Um, I heard, I believe, I forget who it was actually, but someone was on the Ryan Rosilla podcast talking about how the sounds on the field are just louder, everyone hits harder, and it's just overall an amazing experience to be able to enjoy this game. So I'm very excited to watch it. I'll be going to a brewery. I'll be getting there around noon, so probably around halftime. I'll be telling everyone I love them. And, yeah, this is going to be a really good game. I'm excited to watch this. The next game that I'm very excited for is number 23, LSU, versus number 21, Missouri. Usually, I'm not excited for a Missouri game. However, Missouri is 5-0 and in this one, and LSU's coming in at a 3-2 and record. And I think Missouri could actually do this one a little bit. And I'm very excited to see how this goes down, a little SEC showdown for you all. And I'm very interested in seeing if Missouri is relatively legit. Um, I think LSU's a good team. I know those two losses really hurt them, obviously. But if Missouri can get in there and you know get make them have a third loss, that kind of ruins LSU's season while also making Missouri probably go up the rankings a little bit. So this one's really important. Uh, Same as the next one, number 20, Kentucky versus number one, Georgia. I fucking hate Kentucky. Everyone knows this. However, both these guys are 5-0, and Georgia's not really a good 5-0. And Kentucky looks pretty good. I fucking hate saying it. It it hurts me. However, Kentucky does look pretty good, and this is a battle two teams I hate going at each other. I think there is a hole in Georgia, and I think maybe Kentucky can exploited a little bit that was a weird way of saying that um but yeah so i'm i, I just, <clears throat> i'm gonna have my eye on this game just because uh if i saw like third quarter that georgia was down like 21 14 i wouldn't be super surprised next game number 11 alabama versus texas a&m an unranked texas a&m both these teams coming in at four and one texas a&m obviously beat alabama last year and which alabama seems to be 
kind of in a weird crisis mode, even though they're ranked number 11. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with this one. And this is always just a really good game, so I'm excited for this one. Um, number 14, UNC versus Syracuse. This one is watchable because Syracuse is a legit 4-1. and They're a solid football team. And then UNC comes in at 4-0. Both these teams are going to be going for each other's throws. I think UNC can get it done. Drake May is awesome. However, this game is going to be worth the watch. And then finally, number 10, Notre Dame versus number 25, Louisville. Notre Dame is 5-1. Louisville is 5-0. And, oh. and Notre Dame, we talked about it against that with that game against Duke where you know they had the win. However, we none of us felt really great about it. Louisville looks pretty solid right now. I just want to see if Louisville can come in and put, put some, uh, you know, uh, pressers on Notre Dame, if you will. So I'm excited to see this one. I'm excited to see all these games. It's a great weekend in college football. Unfortunately, my Tennessee, Tennessee Volunteers are not playing. I believe they'll be playing Texas A&M next week, weekend rather. Um, so I'm very excited for that. But yeah, thank you all for listening. This was a really fun episode. Um, we're all going to be back on schedule and stay tuned because we might have some NFL NBA guests on the podcast. What? Yes, I'm being serious. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all for listening and peace. Thank you.